Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hello! Hello! How are you? We're here with Hazel Pryor, um, the author of the book that we just read our past month of December, um, How the Penguins Saved Veronica. And we loved it. And we were I rated it five penguins! Five penguins! Oh, right! Um, And so thank you very much for joining us, Hazel. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, I'm absolutely fine. Very much looking forward to the new year now. Yes. Yeah, yes. good. Mm-hmm. Are you both well? Yes. We are. We are very perfect. Much. Yes. So I've got my coffee. What have you got? I've got just water oh, today. Just water. <laughs> <laughs> are you drinking any beverages over there? I am. I'm drinking a strange sort of orange colored drink, which is supposed to give me energy. I oh. need to get somewhere. <laughs> nice. I love that. Is there electrolytes in it? Uh, I'm not really sure. I think it's got vitamin C. Uh. <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh I love it all right cool well should we just jump into questions let's then? just jump in if you're okay. ready yeah let's do this okay first we'll start off with um some of our questions from our babes um Ashley is wondering how did you choose um to write about penguins and what is your relationship with nature Oh, two different questions. Well, the penguins <laughs> one is it's nice and easy to answer. Um, so um, first thing was that um, the penguin book is actually my second book. Yeah. So um, my first book was my debut novel. So that was a really big deal. Yeah. Um, and that's called Ellie and the Heartmaker. Mm-hmm. But I got with my publishers in Britain, I got a two book deal on the basis of that. So I thought, oh, no, I've got to write another novel. What on earth am I going to write my second novel about? (laughs) And my publishers were Penguin. So that first put the idea of writing about Penguin. Oh, my God. I wondered that because I did see the Penguin. And I was like, I wonder if there's a connection. But there can't be. (laughs) Yeah. That was one of the main things. And then secondly, I've got a friend who's really, really obsessed with penguins. She absolutely loves penguins. (gasps) And she has been going around the world on a penguin mission of her own, actually, because um, sadly, her husband died a few years ago, really suddenly of a heart attack. Um, And she um, she has worked in areas of resilience and she knew that she needed to cheer herself up, Mm -hmm. give herself a goal and things to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Um, And she decided that she would give herself a mission, a penguin mission, that she would take photographs of every single species of penguin in the wild. Oh, my God. Travel to so many amazing places, including Antarctica um, and Falklands and all sorts of places to take photographs of penguins. And she's got all these amazing penguin photographs. So that sort of gave me the idea of 
a kind of redemption through penguins, really. And how and she said, you know, how positive the penguins were and how they made her laugh and brought out the joy of life again. Oh. So, you know, I thought, gosh, there's a real message in penguins there. Um, obviously, my story is not at all like Veronica and the story is completely different. But that sort of put the idea of penguins and redemption through penguins into my head. Oh, I love that. I Does love your it. friend have her photos online anywhere? Like, is that a she nod to the penguins? Yes. Now, let is me. Is her try name Terry? Think. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not <laughs> Terry's <laughs> penguin. <laughs> <laughs> no, her name is Ursula Franklin. Okay. Oh. Uh, I think there are a few Ursula Franklins out there. I'm trying to think what her email address is. It's something to do with inspirational images. Okay. So okay. if you Google Ursula Franklin and inspirational images, you okay. should find her website. There's a special penguin page. Perfect. Um, yes, I'd love yes. to link that in. With all her penguin photos. Yeah. Oh, Look her up. Amazing. That is okay. very cool. Awesome. I love that. Okay. Our oh, and the other, there was yeah. another question too. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Ashley, thank yes. you, Ashley. Was what was my relationship with nature? Yeah, I think that was the one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, um, I'm. I've always just adored being outside and loved, even ever since I was a child, just loved looking at nature um, and being fascinated in little animals. Love animals. Uh, love plants. Just love. Um, the whole natural world so it's just a sort of it's partly a, a love thing and partly just a, a complete fascination and absorption in it for oh, me yeah oh I that's love that that's I love that you can tell too it yes. comes through in your it, writing it really does yeah, yeah. Thank you. and I should say as well that I am quite concerned about the environment obviously that's become a big yeah. thing recently yeah. um but when I was actually writing the book it wasn't such a big thing um right. and uh, you know but I was kind of getting a bit worried about climate emergencies and things going on and yeah. the way we're not really valuing the world as we should. So um, I think that sort of comes across in the story as well. It definitely yeah, actually, does. Actually, you yes. brought up a bit of a question. I did have a question. I, maybe I'll just jump mm -hmm. over to that right now. Um, obviously, climate change is touched upon the book, not like almost in your face, but it definitely made me think it was an underlying thread through the book. Um, does this play a part in your second follow-up book to that um, accompanies this um, uh, Call of the Penguins? Um, yes, it does. Um, I didn't want to repeat myself, though, mm -hmm. in Call of the Penguins. So in a way, it's a slightly different emphasis. So How the Penguins Save Veronica, which in this country is called Away with the Penguins. It's got yeah. two yeah. Very confusing. Yeah, um, we want to ask that, about that, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ask in a minute. So... Um, that one is more with the underlying issue of climate change, as you say, but Call of the Penguins, I focused on a slightly different issue, which is the plastics. So I thought that's maybe something we can do more about because um, obviously as individuals, we can't really do much about climate change apart from panic. Yeah. Um, but with the plastics, you know, we can all try and lead a slightly more responsible life um, and not use um, plastics that can't be recycled etc and, and be responsible about recycling them so I've, I've sort of dwelt more on the plastic side with corner oh of the paint I love that I do too I, lo I love it brilliant yes yeah. yeah wow cool okay yeah so let's talk about how come the book is called away with the penguins in the UK and how the penguins save Veronica in the US 
Right. Well, obviously, I live in the UK, so it's published yeah. for here. Yeah. Um, okay. And my we kind of went over different titles for ages with my publishers, and we sort of eventually came up with this "Away with the Penguins," and that's because we have an expression here called "Away with the Fairies." Now, I'm not sure if you have that there. No, no, <laughs> no. Okay. So away with the fairies. Every British person would understand that away right. with the fairies means kind of off on your own little um, thought waves, okay. completely okay. on your own um, eccentric like your head, in path. Cloud. head in the clouds. So, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's something we might say quite a lot. So any British person seeing away with the penguins would associate that with away with the fairies. Ah, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But obviously my American publishers... Um, didn't want to call it that um, because it doesn't have that relevance. Right. Um, so American and Canadian publishers both went for um, How the Penguins Save Veronica instead, which was their choice, um, oh. which I think is great um, because it probably makes more sense for those readers. Yes. But it does make it very confusing for anyone hunting <laughs> yeah. for the books online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. <laughs> really confusing. It wasn't until we started reading the book that I realized there was a secondary title and I was like, like wait, what? Are and we then there's your second book as well. Yeah, so no. I was like, what? Are we reading the right book? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sorry about <laughs> no, that. There's no, nothing no, I could no. do, but it's really confusing. I know. I that do makes so much sense. That does, though. yeah. Yeah. Oh. And it's very funny that you just said the phrase to us and mm. as Canadians, we're like, like no, I don't know that yeah. one. <laughs> So, okay. Well, now you know. If yeah. ever you come to Britain, you'll have to say, "Oh, I was away with the fairies," and everyone will understand. Say, "Wow, she's been pretty jingly, really well." <laughs> away with the penguins. I was away with the penguins. <laughs> Did you? I might just adopt that in my real life. That's an. I love that. Oh, I'm just away with the fairies, or I'm away with the penguins. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. <laughs> um. Okay. So, um, a few of our babes had the same type of question. Um, Ashley, Jessica, and Summer. Um, we're wondering if um, there was somebody in your real life that inspired Veronica or is she completely fictional? She is basically fictional. I don't know anybody who's as feisty as her, to be <laughs> honest. I don't really know anybody as grumpy as her. Um, but there were a few slight influences um, so I wanted to write about a much older lady who had um, an it's never too late kind of attitude. Yes. Um, and I was influenced in that. Um, as you know, I played the harp and I was um, just the Celtic harp, not your great big orchestra harp. But um, I, I had um, a, a, a lady came up to me when I was playing once and asked me to teach her and she was. Um, nearly 90 and she said um, I'd really really like to learn to play the harp I did end up teaching her to play the harp and she um, got herself a harp for her 90th birthday and oh I just thought I love that attitude and I'd been hearing about a lot of older people who were having adventures and starting new things so that sort of fed into Veronica in a way amazing yeah um, and also there was, I don't, do you have the programme in Canada? Do you have the programme Downton Abbey? Yes, yes. You do. Yes. Yes. Do you know Lady Violet in Downton yes. Abbey? Yes. Of course. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Played by Maggie Smith. Oh, so I think, because I all the time I was writing about Veronica, I had the image of Maggie Smith in my okay. head. And okay. the, the Lady Violet sort of comments, although she's a historical figure and obviously yeah. there are differences. Yeah. yeah. 
I think she fed into Veronica as well. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and that's so interesting because Violet with the locket and Veronica, was that intentional? I didn't think of that actually, <laughs> not specifically with the locket, but oh, that's a good point. Yes, oh maybe goodness. I was influenced there too. Unintentionally, you're like writing it and then it's coming out. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Okay. Um, let's do one, a question from Jessica. So she is wondering, actually, this is something that I'm interested in too. Do you have any interesting white writing quirks or methods? And I'm also interested in how this played into your storytelling with the diary, which was an aspect that I was not expecting and like almost added a historical fiction aspect into the book, which was mm -hmm. very cool. Mm -hmm. I've never, I've never read anything like that. Thank you. Um, quirks. Ooh, I tend to just do whatever occurs to me. So I'm not very methodical. Um, I know some writers plan everything yeah. down to the last detail and are very organised about it. I'm afraid I'm just not. I'm a very chaotic person. And the inside of my head is a really, really messy place. So it tends <laughs> to be. And in fact, my study's a really messy place as well. Um, <laughs> So it tends to be whatever occurs to me, I scribble down because I never know when it's going to occur to me. And I've got all these backs of envelopes with random sentences scribbled down on them. And I try and heave the whole lot together. Um, it's very complicated. And then um, and trying to get it to make sense as a book takes a really, really long time because I have all these random bits thrown together in a great big mess. Right. Um, but I wanted to, I don't know, the idea of the blogs occurred occurred to me and I thought, this would be an interesting thing to put in a book because I've not, not seen that in a book before. And again, the idea of I wanted to put put some history in it because that's one of the advantages about writing about an old character. You know, they've got all this long past. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of wanted to have Veronica as a young person as well as Veronica as an old person mm -hmm. to help us sort of understand her. So I, I think I just kind of had all these bits and it it was a struggle. I won't lie. It was a struggle <laughs> pulling the bits together. Oh my gosh. Did you plan <laughs> to have the diaries in it from the beginning though? Like that was something that you knew was going to be there? I don't think I knew it was going to be as a diary, okay, but I knew okay. I wanted to have Veronica as a young person in there somewhere, somehow. Yes. Yeah. It was nice yeah. to hear it yeah. from Veronica's voice yes. as well. Yes. That was, it was very cool. Yes. Instead of somebody else telling, telling her story. story. Yeah. It or was, even her current perspective. Yes. It was reflecting back. Yeah. It was the actual, like as it was happening. As it was happening. I loved that aspect. Yeah. Thank you. That was the hardest thing to write, actually, the diary bits I found oh. because I sort of she still had to be Veronica but she had to be a slightly different Veronica yeah. um, and, and of I course you've got all it. the history bits too yeah. all the research to be done but um but I enjoyed it yeah, yeah it's interesting that yeah I really found that that was beautiful and like the psychologist like not psychologist the like the person in me that is fascinated by psychology really makes me think like this all makes sense. Yeah. The closing of the doors and yes. all that stuff. It like yes. brings everything back. These weird quirks that she has or yes. what we think are weird. And like, just as they unfold them mm -hmm. just one by one, it's just, I'm like, Oh, mm -hmm. that's why she does that. That mm -hmm. it was, I really loved that. Finding out the door closing mm -hmm. bit was like Heart a moment of yeah. like, Oh, like you're on everything makes sense. But yeah. everything <laughs> makes sense at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, it's funny the door closing thing, because to start with, I just had 
for some reason that just was one of the weird ideas that just came into my head from nowhere yeah. oh Veronica likes to keep doors shut and I thought oh well that would just be because symbolically because she's closed a closed yeah, person yeah, yeah. Um, and then it was much much later I think I'd already written the first draft and thought oh I could associate that with what happens to her yeah. and they suddenly became so much more powerful and yeah. I thought oh yes it's one of those moments that authors have you mm-hmm. yeah that's gonna work I'm actually so pleased that you Mm -hmm. did that too because it's like one of those little easter eggs in a book right like you're following along and you're picking up Mm -hmm. on that and then to have it give you a reason why I just I love that chef's kiss yes (laughs) 100% thank you um another question from Jessica she's wondering if um does your family read your writing and if so what is their feedback like um, I don't actually have very much in the way of family. Sadly, my parents are both gone. Um, I have a brother who lives in France. He reads my books wow. and he makes polite comments. So I says <laughs> <laughs> nice things. So I hope he means them. Um, my husband isn't a great reader, although he has read my first two books, but he doesn't oh. normally read at all. But so, so that's he, a great um, compliment. Right. Me too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think he enjoyed them. I think he he enjoyed them both in different ways because they're both very different books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. He said nice things too. So um yeah, and that's it. And I've got lots of friends, and of course yeah. they they read them, which is lovely. Aww, you know, friends are really just our chosen family. They are the best. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> okay, I've got this great question from Summer. I love this question. If you had to assume the identity of one of the characters in this book, who would you choose and why? Oh, wow. God. I know who I'd pick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would really like to be a Veronica. <laughs> I don't think she's had a very happy life. So it would have to be Veronica after she'd met the penguins. Yes. Um, so it'd have to be an older Veronica. So um, I'd have to really shoot shoot into my future there. But um, I would like to have the, the feistiness of Veronica and the real attitude not caring what other people think yes. and just being your true self and not worrying about that at all I'd love that um but on the other hand I think Terry is a more happy all-round lovely character yes. so probably in real life she's the person who I would get on most with and who you know who I'd like to be like so yeah a bit of a mixture between those two I think yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I agree I agree I feel the same way although Dietrich he's smart yeah he's a smart man and like family like loves yes. his family yes. and, and like he draws those cartoons. and his little drawings yeah. I yeah I do like that yeah I'm very fond of him too he yeah <laughs> um I'm gonna hop back to Jessica she's wondering what you do when you're not writing oh well I do quite a lot of music so I um I'm mostly self-taught with the Celtic harp um wow. so I don't I don't read music with it. So that means I have to try and memorize everything <laughs> that I play. So that means I have to repeat things a lot. Um, so I practice quite hard with that. Um, and I sing in lots of choirs. So um, I really enjoy singing with other people, um, singing harmonies with other people. Um, and I go on loads of walks um, in on Exmoor where I live, which is just really beautiful. Yes, um, you said you were in the countryside. 
yeah yeah it's lovely so I really love and I go on lots of walks and churn out thoughts you know thinking yeah. and walking go together for me yeah. oh, um, so that that's a really important part of my writing process actually and then of course I love reading as well yeah. I mean I think every writer loves reading so I, I devote quite a lot of time to that yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you have any pets? I'm stroking my cat oh, yes my cat I have a very adorable cuddly um old ginger cat oh. <laughs> called Percy um P-U-R-R-S-Y because oh, he purrs a lot yes <laughs> We love oh, pets. We do. We love pets. I think that's maybe why like we love Pip so much and the penguin aspect. Like we are just animal lovers. And I think a lot of our listeners are as well. So we all in our little Facebook group, we've all been like, We love this book so much. Yeah. We're all like just oh. in the feels about the book. Okay, I've got a question oh, for you, excellent. Hazel, from me. I'm curious. Could you please provide more details about Enzo, a.k.a. Joe, in relation to Patrick? Did he actually abandon Patrick's mother, or did he perhaps not even know that he had a son? Ah, well, for that, you will need to read <gasps> Call of the Penguin. <laughs> Yes. All right, we can do okay, that. Okay, we can do that. You know, yes. that makes there will be sense. answers. I was surprised that it wasn't really like yeah. explored more mm-hmm. in the book. It so. was just like, can we go to Canada and find out about more about my dad? Yeah. Okay, sure. I'm like, next book. <laughs> next book. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Next that. book. Yes, I'm glad I left a few uh, questions unanswered there yes. because that gave me a little starting point for Call of the Penguins. So yes. we've got some penguins, but we've also got some more delving into the past there. Okay. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah. Love that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the epilogue teased us too. I know, it did. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We're all <laughs> excited now. Okay. <laughs> Why did you choose to explore this theme so in depth, like the concept of never being too old to change? I suppose maybe it's something that's... Um, worried me a little bit more um, as I'm getting older now and I was reading a lot of books about people in their 20s just so many books about people in their 20s and thinking my 20s are over now does this mean (laughs) my life is over I think not Um, and I think we just have such a negative attitude towards aging, maybe not so much in Canada, but certainly in this country. Oh, no, it's all yeah, very no, negative. You're, you're yeah. right. And you think, my goodness, I need some hope for the future. I need to read a book yeah. that shows an older character doing something and, and having an adventure and coming out of it better mm-hmm. um, and looking forward to the future. Yeah. So I think all these things were feeding into my subconscious and they just sort of came out in the book, yeah. really, this kind of, wanting to 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 um to see old age as a, as possibly a much more of a positive thing a yes, thing that yes. can still be really wonderful yes mm-hmm. and i loved how you even added in some humor there where um like when veronica didn't when she first got to the island and she didn't want to go back onto the ship so she was like pretending it took her forever to like and that she needed to have take yes. a seat and rest mm-hmm. i love how you incorporated the older age into it that way but it was almost as if Veronica was just leaning into that like she didn't it was she was taking she was 
pretending yes. to be. She was being right? a sneaky yeah, sneak. Yeah, she was sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she's very manipulative, yes. is Veronica? Yes, yes. yes. I, she I, was I, using I, that old thing to her advantage. Yeah, yeah. that's when she definitely. said, I'm, I'm used to getting my way. I was like, like oh. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. one of our babes over on Instagram, she's curious if you have a favorite penguin. A favourite penguin, as in a favourite species of penguin? Yeah. Yeah. That's quite difficult. Um, I haven't seen that many penguins myself Mm -hmm. um, in the flesh, but I've obviously studied them in quite a lot of depth um, for How the Penguins Save Veronica and also for the next book. And at the moment, I am leaning towards really, really loving the southern rockhopper penguins, which are the ones with the great sprouty um, yellow tufts. Yes, I <laughs> and they them. jump up and down and the sprouty yellow tufts bounce around oh and I God. just think they're fabulous oh my, so I but them. I will be uh, you're the first people I've told this to actually but I will be traveling to see penguins in the wild myself next month in two oh. weeks time oh my gosh yes excited. are you <laughs> so, excited I am so excited oh yes. my gosh yeah. you got I'm I've because I've only ever seen penguins in captivity, but having studied them for two books, yeah. I was absolutely desperate to yes. see them in the wild. Yes. And then my my friend Ursula, who I told you about, happened to say, I'm longing to go back to the Falklands. I'm longing to go back. And I said, well, I'd really like to go there too. So we're actually going together. Oh, oh I love gosh. that. Book the ticket. Let's yeah. go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That. At oh, the same that. time, I, I had a big bonus from my agent for having sold um, over, I think it was over 50,000 paperbacks in this country. Wow. And that has paid for the holiday. So I'm, I'm, and there are five <laughs> species of penguins in the Falklands. So if you want to catch lots of penguins, that is the place to go. Oh, that is cool. So that's where I'm going very soon. Is it it the right time to see babies? I don't know. It is. It (gasps) is. So it will be midsummer there. There'll be lots of penguin chicks. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to cry. That's so cute. Okay. You're going to see so many pips. Oh, my God. So many pips. And I'm assuming, will will you be sharing, like, on your Instagram and stuff? Well, I I will. I don't know what the internet's going to be of like course. there, but oh, at some true. point, yes. obviously, I will be taking thousands of pictures, okay. thousands. Okay. Share them. Okay. And, oh, and I'm thinking of doing a Hazel's Penguin blog. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> you must. You must. Oh, my God. You must. Please do. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Whether I'll be able to do it while I'm actually there, I don't know. It might of have course. to be afterwards. But I, I think I should do that, shouldn't I? I think you should. Everybody 100%. needs to follow Hazel to get the updates, everybody. Okay. I'll probably yes. post that on my website. Yes, I awesome. But, I'm obsessed. Um, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. Are you a tea lover like Granny V? And is your preferred Darjeeling? Or do you have something else that you prefer? Funnily enough, I don't really like Darjeeling that much. <laughs> Which so I should to put it in the book because one of these things happens when you when you write a book, if you include lots of food in it, people tend to give you that food. Yeah, me yes. too. Yeah. yeah. I've ended up with lots of presents which have Darjeeling tea in them. <laughs> so I have to give them to other people. Um I do like tea generally, yes. Um uh, 
maybe I like coffee a little bit more, but I'm not, you know, an avid, avid tea drinker like Veronica who needs it, you know, every, every three seconds of the day. (laughs) um, I I feel that connection with Veronica. I'm like a massive tea drinker. So I'm like, I am granny V deep down. (laughs) Do you like ginger cookies? Ginger cookies? Yes, I do. Yes. Oh, good. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. You just made like put everything you hate into Veronica's yeah. character. No, no, that would be stupid. <laughs> no, I'm, I've learned since. I think I'm going to have to put lots of chocolate in future books because I love chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I good, agree. Good point. Good How point. the chocolate saved Veronica. How the pro- <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm, that sounds good. Okay, okay. We're getting down to our final questions. This is one of my favorite questions to ask our author. What team are you on? Audiobook, physical book, or ebook? Oh, I'm definitely not ebook because I don't really do screens um, that much. Well, obviously, you have to do screens in this day and age, but uh, yeah. I sit behind a screen such a lot with the writing anyway. I don't mm-hmm. want to sit behind a screen with the reading as well. Yeah. Um, so physical books I love, but audiobooks I'm just sort of beginning to discover now, and I love them too in a different way. Yeah. Um, but probably I would I would go with physical books because I really like to read at my own pace, which is really slow. I'm a really, really slow reader, actually. Um, but I like to go back. If I find a sentence I love, I like to go back and read it again and just yes. chew on those words and think, oh, that was so profound. I love that. Oh. And other bits I just whiz through a bit quicker. But <laughs> but yeah, I like to read at my own pace. And, and I like, you know, the smell of a book and the touch yeah. of a book as well. Yeah. Yeah, yes, I agree. Okay. Audiobooks are great for your long walks too, mm-hmm. with a headphone in and going through the. Country. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah, very true. <laughs> um, I wanted to touch on you talked about that. Of course, your uh, play the Celtic harp, which is badass, might I add. <laughs> um, I was just wondering. I'm looking forward to reading Ellie and the Heartmaker. I'm just wondering if this is based on your personal experience at all, or just the harp part of it is giving you inspiration. Um, really just the heart part and the Exmoor part. So it's set say. on Exmoor where I live and there's a lot of Exmoor countryside in there. So I was walking oh, through lovely. Exmoor while I was thinking of the plot oh, and that's lovely. just kind of filtered through. So the Exmoor part and obviously all the heart knowledge and the mm-hmm. heart parts. Right. Um, and, the, and they're trying to learn harp as an adult as well and maybe comes into it. And they're sort of um, trying to make your dreams come true, which is one of the themes of the book that but none of the characters really are based on people I know and the plot's not anything to do with my life <laughs> cool I was just wondering because I had noticed when you uh, the um, synopsis said x more and I was like oh I wonder if this is like some sort of put put together like how you became into like harp and everything like that but that is nice to know. I'm excited to read about Exmoor because it sounds beautiful. Yes. <laughs> it is. It's lovely. I think that's probably the most lyrical of the books I've written, oh, actually. Oh. I really hope you'll enjoy it. And, and Dan the Heartmaker is my favourite character of all the characters oh. I've, I've made up. I really, I hope you like him as much as I do. Okay. I think that might be my first book of 2023. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
we'll end off our little interview, which we thank you so much for joining us and taking some time to spend with us this morning, your afternoon. Um, oh, and by the way, I'm just going to say it on the podcast. Hazel has a penguin oh, yes, scarf please. on. Yes. And it oh, is yeah. the best. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, we are wondering what you're currently reading. I am currently, oh, what's it called? I'm currently reading a book that is due to be published next year because I get sent books before publication now, which is very exciting. That's exciting. Now, it's called Joe Nothing's Guide to Life. Okay. By Helen, oh my goodness, Helen somebody. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You're going to have to look it up. I've only just started it. Um, And my mind has gone a complete blank, Um, but it's very, very good. It's very well written um, and I'm loving it. It'll be out sometime next year. Um, I'm sorry not to be more specific. I can't remember the author's name. Advanced reader copies. Love that. Yeah, that's that's special. We don't get It's a huge privilege. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. awesome. Mm um I think that's everything I think that's everything yeah I want to say though too yes. because I was thinking about it in the grocery store yesterday um I loved the locket aspect mm-hmm. of it I loved how her mom and dad's hair were in the locket and I love that she added a little pin feather into the locket too mm-hmm. yes I love <laughs> that yes um obviously wondering does that make a come through into the next book Call of the Penguins. Uh, the locket comes through yes. into the next yes. book. Yes. Okay. Yes. There, there are references to the locket, um, and I'll tell you as well. There's. Um, you might remember I touch on a little girl called Daisy. Yes. Yes. Story. Yes. She yes. becomes a much more major character in the next story, yes. and the locket is sort of a little thing that is used um, <gasps> between her and Veronica. A little linkage there. Okay. I gotta read. <laughs> anyway. Yes. I won't tell but you anything else. I've got I've got my two first two books of yeah. the year. I've got yeah. them. Any other heart make a corner of the penguins. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you, thank so you for, for joining us. us. Thank you for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Is there anything you'd like to add to your re- to say to your readers? Oh, well, I'll tell you one thing authors always ask you to do, and I'm sorry if you're sick of hearing this, but could you possibly leave a review on Amazon if you love the book? Sure. It really, really helps authors incredibly. And it doesn't matter if you bought the book from somewhere else, you can still leave a review on Amazon. And it can be just a teeny weeny review, like one word, great, or I loved it, it's fine. But every review really, really helps an author's career. So please... Any author you love, leave leave them a review on Amazon if you can. You got it. You got it. it. You got it. And we'll ask the ladies to do it too. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much, people. Thank Thank you for having me. It's been really lovely meeting you. Thank you for lovely meeting you. Appreciate it. Have a a good day and enjoy your time with your penguins in a few weeks. (laughs) I will. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Amazing. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your snow. (laughs) thank you you so much for listening please join us over at the book club babes facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on instagram at bookclubbabes.pod
If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Nowadays, trends and news cycles change faster than we can blink. But there are some things that withstand the test of time. And if you're looking for a connection to something timeless, and maybe also a glimpse of life at a slower pace, I believe everyone can relate to the very human experiences explored in Jane Austen's novels. And that's where I come in. My name is Alison Larkin. I'm a writer, comedian, and narrator and host of The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin. I spent a lot of my childhood in the part of England where Jane Austen lived and wrote, and now that I live in the States, nothing gives me a sense of homecoming quite like narrating her books. On this show, you'll listen to award-winning narration. I'll give myself a pat on the back for that as well as conversations with actors, writers and other fascinating people who all share a passionate love for Jane Austen. So please, join me as we embark on a wonderful journey through Jane Austen's work. Be sure to listen and subscribe to The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin wherever you get your podcasts.